0: I've tried a variety of different podcasting outlets, and the one thing that's always bothered me is the fact that I have to pay a monthly fee to do something that I love to do, and that's talk to the audience. But with Anchor, they make it simple and make it easy for you to do a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, and the most important thing right out of the shoot, it's free. F-R-E-E. Free. Wow. You can't beat free in this day of age. You can record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So if you're sitting there and you have a thought, you're on the couch, you're in the bathroom, you're at work, just whip out your phone, download the Anchor app on your phone, hit the record button, you can be done, edit, and bam, you're set. You'll go to, if you have a Spotify account, Apple Podcast, and many, many more. And you know what the cool thing is? Another thing, I know cool, there's so many cool things here. You can make money from your podcast. It doesn't matter how many people listen, you can make money. For your one-stop shop, go to Anchor right now. Download the free, yes, once again, you keep hearing this word, everyone. Free, F-R-E-E, or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Paul
1: Heyman, and I am the advocate for the reigning, defending, undisputed WWE Heavyweight Champion of the World.
0: Welcome to another edition of the Walkway to Fight Club. I am Steven Milhouse, and I know I keep apologizing, but it's this time I do mean it. It has been a lot going on in the fight game, or it's hard to sit and talk and take out cover out time. And that's on me, and I apologize for that, but we changed that starting today. And we have a great we have a great show. And it's an interview I did a few weeks ago, but I felt like it still held a lot of water, just considering what has happened in the world of pro wrestling. So I wanted to air that out as we will be chatting with the new AEW World Heavyweight Champion, John Moxley, and I did the interview the Tuesday before he won the title, so about two weeks ago, and there's a lot of things, and we really didn't talk about the match with Chris Jericho until right at the end, so if you want to listen to that too, that's great. Listen to the whole thing, because it's a very worthwhile interview with John Moxley, and just talk about, you know, his creative mind, you know, it's not really... If you're looking for a WWE Bash Fest, this isn't the podcast for you. I don't get in that. it's not my style. I'm not in the clickbait mode and all that other hogwash nonsense. And I feel like there's some really good stuff here. And we talk about his creative mind facing Minoru Suzuki when they face the New Japan. And the Tokyo Dome. And Wrestle Kingdom to WrestleMania. And... You know, being in AEW and being able to use his brain, use his creative process instead of being handed a script. And as he puts it, 30 or 40 other writers and not handing them anything and talk about the whole backstage process of how like promos work and so on and so forth. He talks about his wife right at the beginning. I thought we'd get into that. That was actually some really cool stuff. It wasn't about her in particular, but her in the Today Show came up, and somehow we parlayed it into maple syrup, Canadian maple syrup for the Canadians out there, but no, I thought it was a really, it's a really worthwhile and a really good interview with John Moxley, we we'll get into that, and we'll talk about that, but just want, I want to kind of go recap real quickly what happened in wrestling this week, past weekend, you had Elimination Chamber, Ew. I gotta say the first two matches, Daniel Bryan and Drew Gulak, who knew Drew Gulak was that good, oh wait, uh, we all did. It's just now he's finally being given somewhat of an opportunity and that's because Daniel Bryan's great. Plain and simple, let's just let's just call it what it is. Daniel Bryan is fantastic. He is the definition of pure wrestling genius at its finest. Just like what he does in the ring. Look at how good he made Drew Gulak was good. We we all knew it. well, yeah, Drew Gulak. He's great. Drew Gulak looked like a main eventer in that match. And I think Drew Gulak can can be a main eventer. But remember where we're at and the person on top and how he perceives guys that tall, whether you like it or not. That's the Vince McMahon mentality. And let's hope when, if if and when Paul Levesque one day does take over, let's hope Paul Levesque has a different mind mentality. Because it isn't in this day of age, and no one cares if you look like Drew McIntyre or Brock Lesnar. If you have a personality, and you can somewhat go in the ring and yet tell a great story. At the end of the day, people want a good story. The matches the matches I hate saying inconsequential. But it's about painting the picture and let the talent go from there and let them do their thing and and you saw that and you see saw that with that match. I think he, they let him do his thing and look what happened. The fans got behind it and what you got was a really good match. Andrade and um Humberto Carrillo, great match. It's always got a Those two in the ring is just pure gold. Give them 30 minutes. I would love to see what they can do in like a 30-minute Iron Man match, something along that sort. And I like the chamber matches. You know, the tag one was really good. I guess that was really well thought out. I have no problem with the finish. I actually like the finish. It's like the crowd took a dump. Once Heavy Machinery was gone and Ziggler and Rude were gone, It was like, okay, Yeah, yeah. okay, I've seen New Day and Usos for like the 15 millionth time, and we've seen Miz and Morrison. Even though it's a New incarnation, I like John Morrison. I think John Morrison, another one, main eventer. Guy can go. The Guy can talk. Let him shine. You know, instead of we're getting 159-year-old Bill Goldberg and... Roman Reigns, who is staler than five-week-old Brit. But that is just my opinion, and I think it's a lot of opinion of other people. I and mean, You see, can get guys like John Morrison in the main event of WrestleMania, but that's a whole other situation for a totally different time. Um, but yeah, I like the tag chamber. I thought a lot of creative moves. You could tell it was really well thought out. All, all the guys, all 12 guys worked really hard and the unnecessary... Shooting star hanging from the top of the cage from Lucha House Party. yeah, cool move. We didn't get eliminated three seconds later. I was like, oh, Lucha House Party did a cool move. Yay! You're eliminated. See you later. But we'll remember the spot for at least now. Will we remember it a year from now? Highly unlikely. The Women's Chamber, I was like really torn on it initially. So it's like, oh, why are we doing this with Shayna? But if you really, in the grand scheme of things, it wasn't the worst move. Cause you had her, now you make her look like a killer. She looks like a machine, and but the match is going to be crap with her and Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch is an Osaka. Becky Lynch isn't even the worker of Bailey. Becky Lynch is an okay worker. Becky and this is where Becky Lynch is a great storyteller. Shayna is. He's a catch wrestler if you, know, you even want to go that far. But I think that match is going to have to have a lot of smoke and mirrors. It's not going to be any good. So if you're expecting Hangman Page, Kenny Omega against the Young Bucks, you're going to get Braun Strowman, Tyson Fury-esque. Sorry to say that, but it's the honest-to-God truth. And it's a shame that's going to happen, but sorry going to happen, and there is really nothing we can do about it. So, if you really want to see that type of action, knock yourself out, because that is, and honestly, that is what we're going to get. Um, but no, I hate saying that, because I think the hype, the build, is going to be good. What they did on Raw, I was actually even mm-hmm. kind of eh at first, and then as I've looked at it, okay, I can I can get on I can get on the boat I can get on the train, so you know we'll see what happens. And but the match is going to be garbage, and I would be calling Ronda Rousey every day, offering her more money until she can't refuse. And maybe she has refused. I know she was up at WWE headquarters last week. Hopefully, it was about this match. It is going to be bad. Please come back. Do something. Maybe she's a special guest referee. Something, but she—I think she—she's an integral part of this story, and it was emphasized on Monday Night Raw. And hopefully, we do see that because I think it would be good. I think it adds a little. I know Shayna wasn't fond of them using that, but it's part of this story, and I think that's a good thing to have in your back pocket. And I think right now it needs it, and we'll see what happens. Um, AJ Styles and The Undertaker. I can honestly live without. <laughs> I'm sorry. I I agree with AJ Styles that The Undertaker is a broken down old man. He is, let's be honest. He, if you can tell by what they've done at Super Showdown, what they did at Elimination Chamber, that's about what you're going to get in here. And the fact are doing a one-on-one match is awfully scary. But, and I'm going to emphasize this is a but, for the match to be passable, you got the with the Undertaker, you got the right guy in there with AJ Styles. One of them, my mind's still one of the best in the world. And let's see what AJ can pull out of his hat. Cause I think if you let AJ take charge here and trust AJ, I think the match is going to be I think the match is going to be just fine. It doesn't mean I want to see the Undertaker, because I Undertaker's got enough money. He's got a job for life in WWE. They're not he's not going anywhere, and he's proven his loyalty in that essence so that's where I think you go with that and but you know you hate seeing this because you want to have a good a a phenomenal lasting no pun lasting impression of The Undertaker and my impression of The Undertaker right now is not very good so we're going to see we'll go from there and I'm just really hoping that and this has got to be it. You know, Why continue if you're The Undertaker? There's no, you got the money. WWE, you're paying, you got like a lifetime deal. You're not going anywhere. You're getting paid a ton of cash. Right off into the sunset, man. You don't have to do anything. Up here, do some autographs. Cut some promos here and there. Do some video stuff. Do like Austin's podcast? Hey, go go do the podcast. I will pay you this much. Sign me up. But no, that's that is that. And but it's unfortunate. It makes me want to cry. I like what they did with Edge and Orton. Edge coming back. The only thing I didn't like is the fact they didn't save it to the end of the show because that main event of Raw was way, way. Yeah, I did that on purpose. Too long. Horrifically long. It was like, at the point, I'm looking at my phone because I want this match to end. I'm looking at anything but this match. Beyond Montez Ford, who, by the way, is great. Give that guy a little more seasoning. Tell him to slow down a little bit. He's can have a future star in their hands because the athleticism is there. That frog splash is ungodly amazing. I got goosebumps right now thinking about the about that frog splash. And if you just reel him in a little bit, Less is more with him, and he's got to slow down. He does that; everything else, I think, everything else, I think, will fall in place with him. I really do. Um Bad yeah, that match was ungodly, way too long. Could have cut that in half. You could have done the Edge Orton thing at the end of the show because that's what it should have been. That was your big highlight of the show, and you put that at the top of the third hour. You could have had. So I can tell you right now, soon, and this is how you wrestling fans are. They see what they want. There's nothing else at the end. You didn't even hype a main event. So I was like, okay, why am I going to watch the rest of the show? There's no, I don't know what's happening at the end. Oh, Alistair Black, Seth Rollins. I take that back. Okay. Yeah, not enough to get me to stay because I already know what's going to happen. So I'll go. I'll do something else. And that's what I did. If I didn't have to watch, I wouldn't watch. I looked at my phone. But let's. Common sense there. And they ended with Owens beating up Seth initially, and then Seth two curb stomps, and okay. We know that's happening. Cool. wasn't bad. wasn't horrific. But I would have ended with Edge and Orton. Because that's the biggest thing right now in WWE. And that and McIntyre and Brock. So a good start there. AEW, man. They just keep trucking, man. Moxley stuff was great. The promo was good. Stuff with Darby Allin and Inner Circle. I think that's really good. They announced Blood and Guts. The War Games. Their version of War Games. Inner Circle. It seems like the end the Elite. So, it's going to be awesome. That's March 25th. That's going to be cool. Jake the Snake Roberts cut, like, the uh, world's greatest. Think about this. A 60-year-old Jake, 64-year-old Jake Roberts. Think about this. Cut a better promo than Becky Lynch. I don't think it was good as Randy Orton. I think it was, I think it was just I think it was slightly better than Randy Orton. It wasn't by much. It depends on how you view a promo. Much better than what I've seen from Brecky Lynch. Jake Jake Roberts is right now the best promo in wrestling. And it only took a line of promo. Get the heck out of here. That's fantastic. Good for Jake. You look great. I'm a, And you you got me in. I need to believe what's coming out of your mouth. And I believe what's coming out of Jake Roberts' mouth. It's all about believability. Get What is the reason? Why are you here? Putting Running Cody down. Saying he's got somebody. Got to be Lance Archer. I think just the way the promo was structured, what Lance Archer is about, the character. Could it be Brody Lee? Sure. I want it to be Lance Archer. But have it be Lance Archer and Brody Lee. It'd be great. Have a little stable. No better guy than Jake Roberts. Two guys that they don't have to cut promos. Not really known as promo guys. And You got a mouthpiece there. Hey, sign me up. Sign me up for some Jake Roberts. So I. That route I would go. I think that would be fantastic. Um, I keep saying um. I don't know why. I always teach not to say ums. And I keep saying ums. But no, overall, good week of wrestling. Ring of Honor's got a show this coming week. we're going to have got a special podcast with the Ring of Honor talent. Hopefully that is going to come through. Um, I will have an article with ROH World Champion, Roosh. We had to do a Q&A type of thing just because... It would have been like a three-way call with the translator, and I'm not. I get it. Here you go. So we'll have a we'll have an article on that. We'll have a podcast, like hopefully with Mark Haskins. Hopefully that's gonna happen in the next day or two. And so we'll have another wrestling podcast this week. We will have hopefully an MMA one. I can't reveal the guest. I will. Why not? I'm that's how With Kevin Lee headlining the UFC Brazil show this weekend against Charles Oliveira. That fight is gonna be freaking. Epic! Holy Christ! That show, that fight is going to be awesome. That card for a fight night is pretty solid, and so hopefully with Kevin Lee and we will have a boxing podcast. So we're just going to kind of start turning, we're going to pump it out as much as we can, and at least be a podcast a week. I do promise. and that's on me, and I apologize. And. And March is a slow month, so we can I can, we can definitely get the podcast train rolling here, and so I'm definitely looking forward to that. And but don't forget, you can find Walkway to Fight Club, guys, you can find anywhere. Unbeknownst to me, today Monday, oh today is Tuesday, oh, man, tired brain, two children. At ten after three Central Time, I found out we're on iTunes. On iTunes, subscribe Walkway to Fight Club, leave me a rating leave give me five stars tell me why you like the podcast tell me what I need even if I you're going to give me two stars tell me just what I need to improve on the more rate the higher ratings you give me the more we can continue to do this bad boy for free and I want to do this bad boy for free because you are the consumer you want to listen you're driving to work you're sitting at work you're working in whether it's your well, I have a home office but working at home or working in your at your location working out. I want to be able to make sure you guys continue, continue, continue to listen, continue, and continue to subscribe because that really does mean a lot to me and that only helps me out and it will help you out at the end of the day as well because then I can continue getting these awesome guests like John Moxley. No one talks to the Mox. I talk to the Mox. AEW is great by the way. Their PR team is fantastic. Mox, no one paid me to say that but they are great and but they hooked me up with John Moxley, so I thought, and I want to thank them for that. And thank Ring of Honor, UFC, WWE, all the wrestling impact, all the promotions are great. So I want to thank everyone so much for that. And Spotify, same thing. Rate me, review me, Google Podcasts, Google Play, whatever you want to call it. Five stars, rate, review. We can shoot up those rankings, and I can continue to give you this cool free stuff for absolutely zero dollars. In zero cents. So it takes two seconds guys. Five stars. I do leave a review. Cool. If not. At least give me five stars. Be like Rob Van Dam. Throw out that five star frog splash. Because that would be stupendous. And that would be absolutely fantastic. So thank you so much. From the bottom of my heart. I love you guys. Rate. Review. And subscribe. Now. No. But no. Please do subscribe. Please rate. Please review. And we can continue to do this cool shit. I said it I was trying Not to swear the whole time But yeah But subscribe Rate Review Right now Here is Remember This interview was done Before he became It was a couple days before He won the world championship But that is way Way It's like the final question We talk about Chris Jericho and the match So If you want to talk about that Because I thought it was some cool stuff I thought he said and And it really sprinkled in And it ended up being Ended up What happening Happening So I thought the way that John said that I thought was fantastic But right now here is the AEW World Heavyweight Champion, the one, the only John Moxley. Hi, John. Hi John, how are you? Uh, pretty good, man. What's up? Not that I I have to ask you this because I listened to the podcast you did with uh, Tony on the AEW podcast, and did you talk to your wife yet and ask her if she's gonna be your sugar mama?
1: I think that's both our goals, man. <laughs> She wants that Today Show gig.
0: I, w- I would want it. I watch it every day with my wife. So I know I would want it for myself. So I would imagine she would want it as well.
1: Oh, that's her. She'd be better than... Uh, yeah, she needs to add some real you know, flavor to these shows. Canadian maple flavors of to the Today Show.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Now, do you watch the Today Show, John, or or is this the time of day when it's on? You're sleeping still, and you're just trying to wake up for the day.
1: No, I don't watch it. But what I from, I, I imagine Katie Kirk makes bangs, so you know, I want to get her on that.
0: Uh, you definitely got to get on that train, and just you know, you look at the big show coming up on what you know on Wednesday, and then you got the pay per view coming up here in Chicago on Saturday, and. You know, I keep listening to interviews, and you just sound like a kid at the candy store. When is the last time you've been this excited about wrestling?
1: Um, not not for the last few years, you know. Until, uh, you know, since uh, not not for a few years, you know. uh, You kind of get into the, you know, for a while, just in the. You know, I don't want to, you know, I'm not trying to talk to shit on anybody or anything like that. But, you know, you get into, like, uh, of, uh, just, make, just making towns, saving money, just... Uh, sorry, I've been up on so like this. My brain, my brain just stopped working. <laughs> I hear you, John. I'm not formulating sentences. You know... But, you know, it's just like, uh, it's like you work years and years and years to the goal where you think is the top. And then you get to the top, and you're like, this is what the top is? And I'm like, okay, I guess this is it. Like, you're not, you know, I wasn't really happy being scripted or being told what to do or who I am. Uh, I wasn't really happy when I don't get to be, you know, like they used to always say in V, they'd be like, Oh, you, you're your own brand. Like in meetings and stuff, they'd say that all the time. I'm like, that's horseshit." No, you're not. I'm not my own brand at all. I'm, I'm so what if my brand, uh, has middle fingers and blood and, uh, whiskey? No, that's not V's brand. I'm, I'm whatever... Fits into your corporate mold thing, which isn't a bad thing. I'm not. Yeah. Saying that they shouldn't have. I mean, they're a publicly traded company. I just really wasn't uh, happy under those, all those, all those circumstances. I really wasn't happy from good for me as a performer per se. Even though I had a really good run there and did really well, it uh, you know wouldn't. Uh, Create all of the things that I uh, got from there. Most, uh, most importantly, my wife and you know I was able to, uh, you know, be perfectly honest with you. I made a shit ton of money there and uh, get a little bit of a nest egg for myself. that uh, now I can just uh, focus on uh, the reason I started doing this in the first place, which is I like it. I love it. I enjoy it, I want to be a part of it, I want to be on the show, I want to be on the card, throw me in there, third match, fourth match, whatever the fuck, you know, like, I like it, and uh, I enjoy, I just enjoy the whole process of like, oh, I got a mess today, like, let's uh, think about what I'm going to do, roll over to the building, you know, get warmed up, get ready to go out there, walk through the crowd, get in the ring, come back, bleeding, sweating, whatever, you know, the like that's sort of the that's the part of this side uh, you know that keeps me coming back. You know, I That's what I need in my life. You know, so it's fun to just focus on the uh, the fun part of of wrestling. And I can you know. And nowadays, I like, I can try if I have an idea. I feel like for the last like few years, you have an idea, no matter how good it is right You pitch it to a million different people, and it probably won't happen. No matter how hard you push for it. And even if it does, by the time it's ran through the system and 10 different people have their fingerprints on it, it's changed. It's not even really your idea anymore. And then now it again. And then it doesn't even look anything remotely like your idea. And now you're like, how do we even get here? I'm totally confused. Well, if I have an idea, it sucks. Oh, what's next? Who cares? You know, like might have an idea tomorrow night that sucks and stinks to join out on TV. I don't know. Well, who cares, you know? Let me do that. Yeah, it's fun to have uh pull it's the punches, you know. I'm just very uh relaxed. I'm in control of what I'm doing about anything. No matter what situation I'm in. Even if something you know stuff can go wrong on live T V. time gets cut had more time than you needed, you know, I've been doing this for enough years on live TV that, like, I'm used to that, but now it's even, uh, now it's even easier, because I have that WWE experience to, uh, always kind of lean on, but on top of that, for being on live TV and stuff, so I'm used to that kind of high-pressure situation, but on top of that, it's so much easier, because I don't have to, like, worry about appeasing 10 different people and doing it. A bunch of things a bunch of different ways to make somebody else happy or read some script or make sure you get a stupid line or make sure you point to the goddamn sign you know like something like that I can just, i'm in total control of the bar when i'm out there so it's like it's very uh relaxing
0: would you call it gratifying would gratifying be the right word just because like you said you know you went you came from a system to where like it, it's very micromanaged, and now you're coming and you're allowed to, you have your own ideas, and you're allowed to sink or swim on your own, and you're not going to go to the back, and you're not going to get lambasted. You're not going to be able to go, why the heck did you do this for?
1: Yeah, very good. You know, I, uh, I definitely don't want to have any kind of uh, war mentality. Like- yeah. And I don't, I don't want to have any kind of like anti WWE. Um, I don't. I don't want to become the anti WWE tirade guy. But you know, like doing a media day like today, I've been doing this for eight hours. And every single person I talk to is gonna ask me about WWE, and I gotta say something.
0: You don't have and, to say nothing at all, my friend. We can. I could talk whiskey for twenty minutes. Yeah. You brought up whiskey. I was happy with that.
1: I gotta avoid the questions, but I'm pride myself on just being an honest i don't give a shit person so like i'll give you the answer you know but like i'm not here to like give everybody a bunch of like because some people you know i'm not saying you're one of these but like you're getting it. talk to these people and you can just tell instantly they're like yeah. they just want clickbait quotes they want me to like middle finger bench or something and i'm like why are you asking these questions dude i'm here to promote AEW." Like,
0: exactly like, not nah, i don't have any axe to grind my
1: point of what i was saying i got off track was even though i don't have that kind of mentality i mean hell, my wife still works there
0: yeah you know what kind it of wh- way oh. was gratifying
1: two things were gratifying the one that they tried to counter program us and, and i'm not that's not a conspiracy theory that is reality they put a the show on wednesday nights to go against us to prevent us from getting a foothold prevent us from getting an audience so that hopefully we go belly up in 6 months not only did that not happen we got new contracts for 4 or 5 more years or whatever and now we know AEW isn't going anywhere now we've proven that there is this that all the wrestling fans are coming out of the woodwork all of a sudden that have been here the whole time, but it's this underserved market. Like, we're not selling out stadiums every week. We're not playing empty houses either. There's people in the building every week in all these cities. And um, so we've proven that there is this huge audience out there that want a major league alternative in wrestling. And finally, I mean, the business is needed for so long. And finally it's here the other gratifying thing was, and again, not getting into any kind of, like, or anything, but like, you know, uh, I said something on, Jericho's show, when I first left, and, I I was at a much different headspace, at that point, than I am now, I'm like, totally a different, not, a lot less baggage, Mm -hmm. but, I did say that like, I think I said something along the lines of like, I hope that we can and I hope that we can prove that the way they do stuff is not the ideal way to do stuff creatively. As far as having thirty writers and writing scripts and people reciting lines and so forth and, and like that. And I think five months in I think pretty confidently you can agree or disagree with me, but I say that we've proven That to be true, that you don't need 30 writers writing scripts for everybody, that you can let performers do things the way they uh, feel like they should do them. you can just let people be themselves. And when you go out there and you let a performer be themselves, you notice that either they connect with the crowd, or maybe if they don't, then they learn and they change and they come back the next week. And then all of a sudden now they are connecting with the crowd. You got to let them figure it out instead of writing Stupid lines for him and stuff like that. I think I can pretty confidently say that we have proven that to be the case because we don't have any writers. Yeah, there's not like in WWE. There's like thirty writers buzzing around at all time with fucking sheets of scripts and stuff. There's not. There's not one single employed writer. I mean, we have production meetings. We have directors. and I talk to the director um, before every show because I come out of the crowd. So like we. I talk with the camera guys and the director, and we walk the path, and we see what's going to look the best in every particular building. What's the best place to come out? We all work together. Uh, with the performers, we collaborate together. Uh, people come up with ideas. There's production meetings. So, like, you know, there's a big creative, you know, uh, brain trust. But we just took out that extra step of these stupid scripts, and I think we've proven that. Like, and guess what? We somehow managed to put on a two-hour show without any scripts. It can be done, you know. You know, I, so both those things were sign And you
0: know, I watch you, and I, and I, when you come out, it seems like you have just this genuine, you have this genuine excitement, and the fans are just so into you. And what has clicked for you in this run in AEW to where now it's you're on your own. You don't have to worry about two other guys. You can just worry about yourself instead of being surrounded by two or three other guys?
1: Um, It's just kind of like, like I kind of said it before, it was just kind of like, it was just like a whole other different person that had been like sleeping or in jail or suspended. It was like John Moxley was serving an eight-year suspension. And then he finally got reinstated. And it's like, it's hard to explain, but like all the, when you when you're being pushed in so many directions, and you're saying somebody else's words, and you're doing something that somebody else somebody else's vision, and you're trying to exist within all these different constraints, it's like you 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 become not yourself anymore. And, yeah. Uh, and uh, now I just walk out there, and it's whatever. If I'm gonna if I'm gonna. Pissed off, mood. I'm gonna be pissed off if I'm in a happy mood. I'm gonna be happy if I'm in a mood to joke around or be joking around, you know, whatever. Whatever, I'm just gonna walk out of there and do whatever I'm in the mood for, you know, whatever the situation calls for, you know. So, and uh, you know, no matter how tired I am or how sore or beat up or anything, when I like these, I don't even think these. I don't think TV is even doing justice to how hot some of these crowds are at, yeah. at AW. When I see some of the stuff back and I'm like, man, it was like, if you were there live, man, like these crowds are so great. Like, and cause I'm, I got the best vantage point of anybody. Cause I come through the crowd. So like, no matter how sore, tired, or brain dead, or jet lag. I am when I walk out into that audience and I feel the energy of these fans are the greatest wrestling fans. Uh, in the world right now these people coming out to support aew you don't want to be part of their on the ground floor if the energy is just like it's like the biggest shot of adrenaline you can imagine i've become like an absolute killing machine like when i walk through the crowd like and uh, it's it's such a cool feeling that i look forward to you know every wednesday
0: a couple more questions, John, and thank you so much for the time today. It's really appreciated. And I want to ask you a New Japan question because I just watched this match two days ago, and I thought it was fantastic. You and Suzuki, what was that ma- – because I can only imagine – I'm watching, and I'm like, holy shit, this is fantastic. How excited were you to get a match with Suzuki? Because it seems like it's a tailor-made matchup.
1: Oh, yeah. I was uh, over the moon excited for it. And uh, I, it, all, it all just kind of worked out perfectly. I think it was – uh, Storyline got screwed up a little bit because uh, uh, we had weather problems and stuff. But, but I think it all kind of worked out good. at that, that moment at the Tokyo Dome where he came out and the crowd was all singing a song—fifty thousand people, or however many of the Tokyo Dome, or forty thousand, however many of there—was first time the Tokyo Dome. That was like, that was like a. You know, I talk about WrestleMania moments. That was like a Wrestle Kingdom moment. Yeah. to be a part of that was like so cool and I've watched him for so many years and been such a fan of his I used to like uh, you know like study some of his matches like when I was in like SCW and stuff like that and kind of uh, is this t- we're like different but so similar and uh, he was a guy I never thought I would get a chance to wrestle him but he was like one like if I could pick one, like, dream opponent that could be possible, it was him. So he said something. They asked me in a New Japan interview. He said, they're like, oh, he said something on Twitter or something. So I was like, oh, okay, I'm going with it. So I was like, yeah, well, I want to yeah, <laughs> fight that motherfucker.
0: <laughs>
1: but then they ran with that, and then I think there was, like, this instant, uh, ever since I went there, there's like, this kind of was potential I think like everybody wanted to see it just like it's one of those matchups it's just like we gotta put that together and see what happens so I helped facilitate it and was like did everything you know it's rare that I put somebody's name on my mouth and start calling him out and, but I uh, you know I was like on board for that so to, I kind of willed it into existence and I think it was supposed to happen on that night uh, in uh, Osaka uh, it was just it was wild man It's like it's like it's like
0: surfing, like fighting Suzuki I felt like we were fist fighting for a week. We had two pack <laughs> matches
1: where we just basically took over the match and then a week later we had it, we just picked it up again. So uh it's like surfing in a lightning storm in shark infested waters is what wrestling Minor Suzuki for 15, 20 minutes is like. It's just like a wild just trying to survive time. Is that what no it what I'm no idea what's gonna happen in any second but you just ride the wave.
0: Is that one of those things where you just close your eyes? You just close your, like you said, close your eyes, ride the wave, and however it turns out, it turns out.
1: Yeah, and like, you know, and the thing is, like, when you get two pros in there, everything's probably going to turn out okay, you know? You don't have to really worry about 200 other people's uh, opinions, you know? It's uh, just me and him in the ring, that's it. That's the extent of... Everything that goes into that You know And that's I love that You know That's That's what wrestling's supposed to be
0: I talked to Chris On Sunday And he's very excited For the match This is something he's looked forward to Because He felt like You know He helped facilitate you Getting into AEW And he's He's very proud of What you've done And since you came in In May And What does this match Mean to you On a personal And professional level Coming up on Saturday Um
1: was pretty big man because i mean our pay-per-views are no joke those cards are stacked like if hey, you're gonna be the headline of an AEW show like that's a hell of a card to be the last match on i mean especially this one uh but to, that our names are kind of like the marquee uh kind of names it's gonna have a big fight feel you know it's uh, it's very cool. And I think me and him are both uh, similar in the sense that we're both uh, like we both, you know, eight eight or ten of the top guys in AEW. If we wanted to be in WWE right now, we could be, but we're actively choosing to do something else. And Chris is one of those, and uh, he could have. I mean, his first ever undisputed champion. You know, what I mean, He's a guy I used to watch on TV and Nitro and Raw and so forth. Uh, um, would've been real easy for him to just like be a rock star and you know just count his money and just be Chris Jericho, Y2J, for you know. But he, wants. He loves to do this, and he wants new challenges, and loves pushing himself and he, uh, and so forth and he really has a drive I think his drive is to be the greatest of all time like uh, I remember him telling me that when we were gonna we were talking about ideas we had for an angle that we didn't even end up doing because plans changed when he was gonna come back when he was gone for a while and he's like yeah I'm just gonna start calling myself the greatest of all time because like you know, Rock and Stone Cold, they haven't been here however long, and they only were on top for a couple of years. He's like, but I'm like, I've been here for longer. I've been doing it at a higher level for longer. than All these guys. And I started thinking back then, and this is like 2015. Like, damn, actually. Yeah, you're right. Like, Mr. was like one of the greatest of all time. And he's done so much else since then that it's insane. So I, I think I think his drive is to like really be in that top echelon of like the greatest of all time, and uh, you know he's definitely put himself in the in the conversation. So we so we're similar in that sense, in that we both um, want to pursue, you know, go, and that we you know we didn't just. I don't even know what I'm saying. But we're both similar. We left WWE for like the same reasons. And uh, it's rare that you get two guys with so much momentum. Chris Jericho is hotter than he's arguably ever been in his career. That's really saying something. Uh, I got a whole hell of a lot of momentum behind me. I I haven't got beat in... AEW yet and I've been uh, emphatically uh, uh, dishing out punishment to people you know I survived the most violent match in modern uh, American wrestling history I've survived all his inner circle beat downs all his uh, every obstacle he's put in front of me from stabbing the eye to uh, throwing Jeff Cobb in front of me so I'm an unstoppable force. And, you know, it's the old cliche of the unstoppable and the immovable object or whatever. But it's like we both have so much momentum right now that neither – I don't think people can picture either one of us losing. But it's one of those things where, like, somebody's always got to go, you know, in uh, sports. I don't think anybody knows what's going to happen. Either I'm going to take my first loss or there's going to be a title change. So, like, it's an intriguing uh, matchup with people because, you know, with – you know, you know you're not gonna get some screwy crap you know swerve or something like that you know like this is we try to be you know real sports more and uh, sorry, my brain's starting to go and hard to formulate sense again but yeah I think it's like I think it's that gonna be that big fight atmosphere man that's really uh, really awesome to be a part of and uh, known Chris as long as I have. And um, we share so many similarities. It's uh, it's the, it's possibly the best version of Christian Eric you've ever seen versus the best version of John Moxley you've ever seen.
0: John, we'll leave it at that. And thank you so much for the time today, John. That really means a lot. I really appreciate it. Thank you for the time. The best of luck on Wednesday and on Saturday night. And I'll see you in Chicago this weekend. Well, Thanks, sir. All right, thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you, so Ellie. I'll talk to you soon. Okay, we'll do. Bye, bye.